Hey everybody, Manimal here. It's Monday, March 20th, or better known today as Jacob DeGrom Monday. So join us today as we talk about the World Baseball Classic. The Rangers made some more cuts. We've got an injury to talk about, and we're going to go over those Rangers box scores that involve Nathan Eovaldi and Jake DeGrom with starts. So join us today, Texas Rangers with the boys. Hey, this is Mitch Garver. You're listening to Texas Rangers with the boys. Hey, thanks, buddy. And welcome back to Texas Rangers with the boys, your daily Texas Rangers podcast by a couple of Texas Rangers fans who are professional wrestlers that just, we just love the Rangers and we love baseball. Now, this is your boy, Kev, a.k.a. YBK, Kevin Frazier. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter at Kevin Lee Frazier. That is F-R-A-Z-I-E-R. You can also find Texas Rangers with the boys online at, uh, on social medias at TX Rangers WTB on Instagram. Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, you can also catch us on our website at Texas Rangers with the boys, all spelled out, .com. Uh, that is Texas Rangers with the boys .com and uh, stream there. Uh, get some news on there. Anything else that we, uh, anything else Texas Rangers with the boys related will be on the website. And to today, this morning, joining me, my co-host with the most, the man with the beard that never ends, the 300-pound animal, a.k.a. Bull. How you doing, buddy? How's that beard? Oh well, it's as glorious as always. Um, but I'm I'm doing pretty good. It's Monday morning, so you know we had a big weekend of college basketball and World Baseball Classic, and uh, that that kept the manimal pretty pretty uh, entertained and uh, um, made me made the weekend fly right by. So here we are sure. back Monday morning. Uh, doing another episode of Texas Rangers with the boys. And, uh, you know, I couldn't be more excited about the way the shit, the way the weekend shaped up for the Rangers and uh, mm -hmm. what we have to talk about this morning, because it's pretty exciting. Uh, maybe even the biggest story of uh, Cactus League, spring training, Major League mm -hmm. Baseball, this, uh, this offseason happened on Sunday. And we're going to talk about that. But uh, before we talk about that, I need to tell everybody that you can find me on Twitter at Manimal Bull, Instagram at Manimal 300, TikTok at Bull Pro. And for all the older mm. folk, you can catch yeah. me over there on uh, Facebook at uh, Bull Pro mm. as well. So, yeah, you know, hey, look, I, I read the numbers. I know who's listening to the show. Uh, I know who, I know the age demographic that's listening to the show, and they yep. ain't young, brother. They ain't and young we love no you. more. We all, yeah. And we love you. Hey, hey. I respect a man that graduated high school before 2000. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, man. I mean, Jake DeGrom is definitely going to be the talk of the weekend, but we're going to get to that a little bit later. I, First, let's, uh, I want to talk about a guy. You know, okay. there's very few talk guys in Major League Baseball that represent pro wrestling like this guy yeah. that retired this weekend i'm talking about yeah. josh reddick nobody yeah. exemplified the pro wrestling spirit in pro baseball or major league baseball quite like josh reddick did in his years and uh when a guy like that retires we're going to talk about it that's right well maybe in all of sports i mean he was he was a big advocate of uh, professional wrestling and uh you know that was how uh, I got paid for a long time. That's still how you're getting paid. So uh, we we have a we have a special place in our heart uh, for Josh Reddick, and he's a dadgum good baseball player. 
He, he really was. And he was an all-star for a lot of years. And he won some world championships or at least one world championship with the Astros. So, you know, good career for Josh Reddick and uh, a fun guy if he's in your locker room and a guy you probably didn't like so much if you were a Rangers fan all those years and beating us <laughs> up on the Astros. But he was definitely – he exemplified what this – uh, radio show or podcast is really about and that's just the love of pro wrestling the love of baseball so he he had both those things so when he retires i want to you know just throw it out there that he does and let everybody know that like that's kind of the vibe that we're trying to hit is that josh reddick baseball vibe we we love it and we uh yeah like i said kudos to josh reddick for a great career which you played for the rangers speaking of people who play for the rangers uh martin perez uh looks like he made his final start for the uh, for the Venezuelan team on a blockbuster uh, USA versus Venezuela primetime Saturday night baseball took over the world because everybody was talking about that game. Uh, and Perez was a part of that. Maybe not necessarily a good part of it. In terms he, of his performance. Uh, it, it didn't, it didn't go as great as Martin Perez would have liked to, to have went probably in the mm-hmm. score box, but mm-hmm. there was nothing wrong with Martin Perez's stuff on Saturday night and uh, no, you know, you saw, team. yeah, you saw, <laughs> it's an all-star uh, team. you saw a, 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 an all-star team that was looking to do things that they don't normally do going the other way, taking advantage mm-hmm. of mistakes, things like that. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, Martin Perez kind of took the brunt of it, but uh, his team got him back in there and he wasn't on the hook for that thing. And, uh, you know, with him only throwing 20, 25 pitches, there's a split squad on Wednesday and it wouldn't hurt my feelings if Martin Perez was throwing in that bad boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What a blockbuster of a game. Really, I'm just great game. Fan of so much fun. Yeah, yeah, wasn't a big fan of seeing my guys go play, uh, my guys being Texas Rangers. Uh, go play uh, those games and add extra miles on them. But uh, glad to have everybody back in camp now. Uh, but what a game. Amazing game. Hey, USA, baby. Way to go. Another uh, – and that game was crazy, man. I, I could talk about it for a while. I don't want to. But and everybody we, was throwing 100, man. I mean, yeah, everybody yeah. Was uh, everybody coming out of the pin was – and, and poor – and speaking of throwing 100, poor Jose Altuve took the brunt of that. Yeah. Good call. And, and yeah. again, you know, a guy that – Maybe we don't like Jose Altuve as a no. as an Astro, but as a uh, as a baseball player, Altuve yeah. does special things on the field. And you know, this is a guy that's probably in the midst of a Hall of Fame career. And oh, yeah. anytime that he's not in the lineup, uh, it it hurts the game because we want to see what Jose Altuve was capable of in as many full right. seasons as possible. And hopefully, this thing's only you know eight weeks, and he'll be back six weeks into the season, but, um, you know, uh, prayers up for Jose Altuve on a speedy recovery because uh, you never like to see that. And I'm glad it's a thumb injury and not like a dislocated jaw or, or a broken yeah, orbit or bone or something like that. Yeah. And he didn't, um, didn't, so, didn't take that thing in the face. Right. Right. Agreed. And, uh, you know, just, uh, let's talk about some other news. It's, it's Rangers related. Oh, oh, before we get into that, I wanted to say this too. You know, I want I want the Rangers to beat the Astros at full steam. Give me all two they in that lineup. I don't want any yeah. excuses when we win that AL West division and overtake the Astros as the best team in that division. I want to beat everybody. So I want El Tuve healthy uh, so we can beat him at full strength. But Same. some cuts got some cuts. Some cuts happened uh, as well for the Rangers. Yeah, they um, um, they sent some guys down. Um, 
Elia Hernandez was kind of expected. Chase Lee and Mark Church were both expected because both neither guy mm-hmm. was on the 40 man and they're both really young, 24, 22. They're not they're not old guys, so you weren't expecting them to break camp with the team. And uh, kind of the same thing with Jake Latz, even though he's been up in the big leagues before, you didn't really expect him to break camp with the team because they're they're kind of loaded at that starting position, starting pitcher position. And I mm-hmm. mean, he's he's probably a guy with the the amount of starting pitching depth that the Rangers have right now that he's probably going to start pitching out of the bullpen this year at Round Rock. And I can, I would say that that's probably going to be the case for him because you're, yeah. you're talking about, you're going to have lighter and, and Glenn, uh, well, maybe not Glenn Otto, but Colwyn. And uh, I saw that they, when they optioned, uh, Owen White, he only got optioned to triple A as well. Now that doesn't mean that he'll start there, but that's where he was optioned to. So, you know, it's just one of those things where there's, there's a lot of depth in this, in the Rangers rotation right now. And there's a lot of guys that have kind of passed Jake Latz up. So now it's his turn to move to that bullpen and, and kind of start, uh, finding his niche out there. And, uh, let's, let's hope that that, that happens. And, uh, you know that he so, he is a big leaguer at some point for us, but I'm not 100% sure that that's going to be the case. So also, too, uh, the big – I would say the story here is Sam Huff. Yeah, that's why I didn't hopes mention of making, him yet. Breaking with the team. Yeah, he had hopes of breaking with the team. Well, I think really uh, what, that, uh, what that says for the team is that Robbie Grossman is the left fielder. That there, there isn't going to yeah. be a Brad Miller, Robbie Grossman platoon. Robbie Grossman's going to play pretty much every day in left field, and that's going to take it bats away from Mitch Garver at the DH position, and it's going to take bats away from Brad Miller in left field and put those into the DH spot. So I don't think carrying three catchers is the right move right now. If Sandy Leone slugged more, I would love to have him on a baseball team. You know, I mean, that dude, all he does is hit, but he just doesn't slug enough to be a – a big time catcher, but you know, it, I, I don't think that they'll carry three. I think they'll probably carry two. I think it's going to be Garver and Heim. And I think they're going to, yeah. Garver's going to split time at the DH with Brad Miller and Robbie Grossman's going to play most of those uh, reps in, in left field. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and it's definitely going to be that way while Robbie Grossman is hitting. And, you know, he just came in here as a veteran and did what the veteran thing and took that job, you know I mean? Yeah. He, he looked at it and said, hey, this could be a real winning team that I could be a part of. And if I come out here and do my job every day and hit a little bit and, and continue mm-hmm. to, you know, kill lefties, that I can be a part of this thing. And, and you know, get on base. This, this spring he hasn't just killed lefties. He's killed both, both sides of the yeah. – both sides. And, you know, so right now, you know, him Robbie getting on base. And, yeah, him getting on base has been the big – to me has been the big job, thing man. that and, – yeah, that I really has been impressive with him. So he stole a couple of bases over the weekend too. Yeah, yeah, I got a couple of stolen bases. Yeah, hey, so. all these guys finished their spring. Uh, I would say maybe not Huff as much, but all the other guys finished pretty strong uh, at the end of spring. Tell me a little bit about uh, what's going on with Glenn Otto. Well, he, um, he he got pulled from or scratched from his start on Saturday because of a little lat soreness, okay. lat, lat stiffness. Um, Jake, felt a little, not Jake Latz. No, 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 no. The, the, his actual Latz. Uh, uh, um, but Dorsai? Th- th- that one, that's the one that we're going with, not the Jake Latz. Um, but he, uh, he, he got scratched from Saturday's start. 
sounds like it's pretty minor, but we'll just kind of see where it goes. Hopefully he makes a start this year at, at, uh, in a Cactus League game and, and we get to see, you know, get to see him finish out spring strong and be healthy going into the season because they're going to need innings from, from him. They're going to need innings from Dane Dunning off the beginning just because the starting pitching isn't exactly where they thought it was going to be and Jake Odorizzi isn't where he wanted to be either. So, you know, the – those guys are going to see time up there if they're, you know, if, if they're healthy and you want to see Glenn Otto be healthy. And, and as of right now, you know, um, I think it was more of a precaution thing, but we'll just kind of see. Well, and, and kudos to the Rangers front office for, you know, really just padding the starting pitching at every corner they could because there are going to be injuries. There are going to be situations. And the Rangers are so deep right now at that position that, Having Otto out, having Odorizzi out is not going to truly, totally kill him. Because as we'll talk about going on the show, I mean, starting pitching was strong all weekend. Oh, oh well, and all week between John Gray, Nate Evaldi, Eovaldi, and, and Jake DeGrom, that starting pitching yeah. was good, and I, really good. And I saw that Andrew Heaney threw five innings in a minor league game and had nine strikeouts. So he's probably progressing as well as you could expect as, as well. And you'll probably see they got a split squad this weekend, this week. Uh, they take tomorrow off. They've got a game today. Um, uh, tomorrow's an off day. Then they've got a split squad on Wednesday. So we'll see who gets the, the ball on that split squad. And uh, tomorrow I haven't, I haven't checked just yet or uh, today's game. Not tomorrow's game because tomorrow they're yeah. off. But you'll see right. on Wednesday who gets it, and I would imagine Friday afternoon you would see another Degrom start. I'd love and then to see that, that, and then that puts him six days out to opening day. Opening well, you know what? Speaking of opening day, which is on March thirtieth, and we're going to be uh, super stoked about uh, about that. But on March thirty first, there's a uh, there's a little uh, wrestling show going on in Martin House Brewery. Uh, it's going to be the Hell's Half Acre tournament to crown the first Trinity River Heritage Champion, and that's going to be with Matt War Pro joining up uh, with uh, Texas Roughhouse Wrestling and uh, presented by Death Breath. So there's a lot of people involved in this, and uh, it's going to be a bit be a pretty big deal. Our own resident uh, manimal uh, is going to be in that tournament, and uh, we're going to be out there strong supporting. Uh, supporting Manimal, but also supporting the Texas Rangers and Texas Rangers with the Boys podcast. So uh, if you're going to be at the, if you're coming out, come say hi and uh, talk some Rangers baseball with us and we'll be in our gear. We'll be uh, recording one of our, uh, our show, our, our uh, kind of our recap of, of opening day uh, at the, uh, at the event itself. Uh, should be a really exciting time. I'm really pumped up. Haven't been to a pro wrestling show here in Texas in a while. And don't forget, two more weekends. Two, I'm sorry, two more two, days on Mondays. Yeah, tonight Go and ahead. next Monday. Don't forget to yeah. join us at Buffalo Bros and Sundance Square for pizza specials and beer specials. And uh, we're going to watch Monday Night Raw. And uh, we're going to talk about wrestling with you. And if you want to come out and join us, uh, you know, I, I normally get a, a couple of full-size pizzas for myself that I might be willing to give out some if someone comes and asks me nicely. So, okay. uh, you know, I mean, don't just take your hand. You'll, you'll get bitten. Yeah, it'll happen. Ever, everyone it happen. know. Yeah, yeah. Kevin, Kevin's had a few lady friends in the past that found out the hard way that you don't eat off yeah. the old manimal's plate. No, no, you no. don't do that. You will get bit. 
Uh, it's like tugging on Superman's cape. Yeah. Don't take a man. You know, it's, yeah. Don't try to take the manimal's food. So uh, really exciting uh, with that. And so really pumped up to, to uh, public public publicize this event because we're going to be out strong and partnering with that. Now I'm really excited to get into Friday's box score. Um, Nathan Ivaldi was dominant and just super pumped just to talk about uh, how good he looked and how well, good pitching looked all weekend. Well, yeah, I mean, outside of uh, Cole Raggins having a little bit of a struggle when they asked him to get four innings um, mm-hmm. and, and Josh Spores, this mm-hmm. was a really good bull, This was a really good pitching weekend for the Rangers. And we'll talk about Spores as we get in tomorrow or, uh, well, tomorrow from Friday, but Saturday's box mm-hmm. score. Um, but Friday, yeah. Friday, I mean, the main story is Eovaldi, three and a third, scoreless. Gave up a couple of hits, but he had five strikeouts. He was really able to um, work all five of his pitches. And like he said, that when you've got five pitches and the fastball's working, the rest of them, you know, they're going to come in pretty. You know, they're going to come in pretty clean. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, first inning, he, he got a strikeout with the first batter. Um, gave up a single behind that, but you know, n- nothing, nothing better than the old. Uh, three six three double play mm. to to get you out of an inning right there, um, mm-hmm. and then his second inning of work it started again with a strikeout. So I mean he's not out there like a lot of these pitchers that we talk about that are struggling. They go out there and they walk that leadoff batter and get in trouble. He didn't walk anybody yeah. and he pounded that strike zone and he and, and basically he used all five of his pitches. He was <laughs> in the strike zone with all five of them. Uh, mm-hmm. You know he got he got a ground out. Uh, mm-hmm. from from Victor Caratini, and then uh, strikes out Keston uh, Hayura to uh, get mm-hmm. out of the second inning, and then in his third inning of work, he gives up a he gives up a single to Owen Miller, um, mm-hmm. but then Owen Miller tries to take second base on Travis Jankowski, and mm-hmm. Travis Jankowski guns him down, and then mm-hmm. he strikes out Monasterio and Weimer to get through three. And then uh, when he comes back out in the fourth, he gets a ground out from Bryce Terang, and then he gives mm-hmm. up a couple of singles, and that's where uh, um, Boach comes out and gets him. And then uh, um, Jacob Barnes comes in, cleans up the rest of the inning, gets a ground yeah. ball double play. Yeah, nice, uh, nice outings from Barnes. Nice outing from Maranta. Uh, Maranta bouncing back. Barnes looks like kind of a dark horse, like, like yeah, we were I, saying before. So, I, when when he was one of those guys that they brought in, it was one of those names that I've I've seen around the big leagues for a lot of years, and and he's a, he's a guy that he's gotten guys out. So there's a there's a real good chance that Jacob Barnes, you know, breaks team with the, with the with the Rangers, and if he doesn't. There's a real good chance that he elects yeah. free agency over that minor league contract and uh, gets him a contract and starts somewhere in the big leagues because he's really been good this spring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and again, we kind of been real impressed uh, with the baseball IQ of Josh Smith. So getting that leadoff home run first pitch, wasn't it? Yeah, first pitch. I think he saw. Uh, you yeah. ain't fooling him. You didn't get one by no. him. Um, yep, yep. And kind of like what I was saying. Uh, you know, he is a guy that does take a lot of pitches and does, you know, look to walk and does like to run up the pitch count. Um, and so, you know, maybe him getting in the pitcher's head a little bit there 
uh, not taken on that first pitch and pitcher, the pitcher might think thinking, Oh, well, maybe I can slide this fastball by him. Cause he's going to be, you know, kind of looking for a walk here. And he said, no, nah, I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, um, you know, he's one of those guys that as disciplined as he has the plate, um, I think when he's sitting something, he's going to, he's going to swing at it and he's going to, you know, he's going to make sure it's a ball that he can drive, especially if he's swinging at the first pitch of the game. Yeah. And then it looks like Jonah Heim also got a home run in that game. So he keeps hitting uh, for spring and, and a good sign for the catcher uh, for that catcher position. Cause they've all been kind of hitting all spring. Yeah. Not a, not a bunch of everyday guys in the lineup, but uh, Heim mm-hmm. in there, he got a hit and, uh, or home run and drove in a couple because uh, Zeke Duran got on in front of him, which is, you know, Zeke Duran keeps hitting. You know, he's still mm-hmm. hitting 300 for the spring. And, you know, we, we like Zeke Duran around here, and we're hoping yes. that, uh, you know, he breaks team, breaks camp with the team. But, uh, you know, with, with Grossman kind of taking over that left field spot, it, chances are are maybe a little, little slimmer for him to make the team. But um, definitely a guy that we're looking forward to seeing these next several years. Yeah, yeah, I think I think we are very excited about Zeke Duran. Uh, Rangers go on uh, Saturday and uh, went out and lost a one-run game. Uh, no, no, no. Friday they lost a run, one-run game. Saturday uh, you're they right, beat you're the right. Angels six to two. Scored some runs in the in the later half of that game. Good, good call there. Good call there. My days mixed up. Simeon <clears throat> Simeon got him a uh, two-run home run to get his first of the spring out of the way. And uh, with Glenn Otto being a scratch, um, they they worked quite a few relievers mm-hmm. uh, on on Saturday. All of them pitched fairly well, uh, besides Josh Spores, who had another rough yeah. outing. And and we kind of talk about him as a guy that we're we're pulling for, but but you know every time he goes out, he he just doesn't have the stuff to get outs. And you know, I mean, pitching in that back end of the bullpen is is when they need the outs the most. And and you know you don't want to make this a safe situation for Leclerc, and and that's kind of what it ended up happening in a six zero ball game. That here right. comes Leclerc in to clean things up in a safe situation. Well, but the rest of the bullpen, John King, uh, Ian Kennedy, uh, we talked about Leclerc, and then Barlow. I think Barlow kind of to me is a guy who's kind of going under the radar a little bit. I mean, this guy was a closer for the Rangers last year. I mean, he's he's going to be a good piece, and he's going to be an important piece if the Rangers are going to have a, a nice little stretch run this year uh, and, and look for a playoff spot. So really happy to see him have such a great uh, inning in a quarter. Yeah. He's one of those guys that when, when he's, when, if, he, if this split finger is working all season long, he's going to be dangerous because he's getting strikeouts with it. And, and that's mm-hmm. a really good sign. Um, he worked himself yeah. into a little trouble here and there, but he used a strikeout to get out of it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and Ian, Ian Kennedy, Kennedy just solid, solid. That's just who he is. I mean, his whole career when he was a starting pitcher, he was solid. When he moved to the bullpen, he was solid. So, you know, yeah, and don't he, forget, like these guys are these guys are not just playing for the Rangers, uh, making the team for the Rangers. They they know that that there's other opportunities if they don't break camp with Texas. Uh, they know that other teams are are scouting this Rangers roster because uh, no one can get. <laughs> No one can get off that 40. Everybody's watching the Rangers 40-man roster, it seems like. And absolutely, Ian Kennedy is a guy that's on a lot of people's radar if he's going to get outs and he's going to keep getting outs in the big leagues because, you know, I mean, two years ago, they traded him. They traded him to uh, – 
they traded him to Philadelphia and right. were That's you know right. and he got outs for for Philadelphia out of their bullpen in a playoff run and and was good for them and was good again last year and just a guy that you know I mean he doesn't do he doesn't do a ton but he gets outs and you know he's been one of those steady guys for a lot of years um and then yeah again kind of Spencer Howard was conspicuous by his absence all weekend have we got an injury yeah report on I, at all? I, I don't have an injury report on Spencer Howard but as things get closer to uh opening day and he's not going to be pitching you got to believe that he's probably going to start the season on the the IL and okay. I mean it makes the most sense to have him start on the IL and put him uh you know there's a that opens an, a roster spot for a guy like Kennedy or for Jacob Barnes, or for mm. Dominic Leone, or one of these guys that that <laughs> have been pitching really well this this season or this uh, spring. Well, and the irony of Ian Kennedy coming back and getting a roster spot from Spencer Howard is hilarious. Um, but hey, <laughs> let me just kind of give a couple of tidbits. You brought up uh, Simeon, and I'll just kind of rapid fire him out there, and then let you comment on him. Uh, but we had we talked about Simeon with the homer and his strong spring, but like Simeon, Lowe, Seeger, and Garcia are all starting really strong in the spring. Uh, Bubba Thompson seems like every time he gets on base, he scores a run. Uh, Robbie Grossman uh, has locked down that starter position like a vet as a veteran, like you like you like to point out. And then Jonathan Ornelas with his sixth double of the spring. So I, I'm going to throw those out there and let you kind of yeah, kind of take um, them. Uh, it didn't help that Ornelas got caught stealing right afterwards but still a double <laughs> is a double um now the one thing i want to point out two for seven with runners in scoring position while it's not great it's not oh for seven and yeah. it's and it's closer you know it's uh hitting the next three at bats it's a 300 you know so um yeah. not not awful but uh they're they're still they're still needing to score some runs uh, it was nice to see Simeon get off the snide and get a home run and get him moving into the season with one. But uh, overall, nothing really, you know, uh, nothing in this game that, you know, doesn't say that they're just kind of playing games and getting their work in. And, and uh, you know, the, the like you were saying, Lowe, Garcia, Seager, and Simeon all kind of seem to be on pace to be right where they need to be for the season. And that's kind of what I took away from Saturday was that they're kind of in that spot and they got to that Angels bullpen a little bit, which, you know, could be the case a lot this season. Well, and now here we are. Uh, yesterday's game, uh, the one we we're super the, pumped about. The, the coup de gras. Take a one, yes, take, the Rangers take a one-run win. So that's a good way to so, end, the, uh, end the weekend. So I would say, we'll, we'll Seager, what what did I see? Eleven game hit streak now in the spring. Yeah, yeah. Which is Josh which Young. is nice. Uh, another Young home run. Looking, yeah, looking really strong. Looking like yeah. he's going to have a great rookie yeah, I, campaign this year. He he was a scratch Saturday, and I started to get worried, and then I saw that it was because he was in a minor fender bender that uh, kept him from the game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but came out and got a yak, so that's really good. Yeah, came back today with one, so or yesterday with one, and uh, you know the yeah. thing that I keep liking to see every day is that Adalis Garcia is uh, drawing walks. Mm-hmm. I think that's walks. what he's working on too, because yeah. he seems like he's really been working on that all spring, and really he was working on it last year too. You could tell he was trying to get deeper into counts, and you know, not just get up. I mean, we we love him, and we don't really want to change him too much, but it doesn't hurt to continually improve your game. 
No, absolutely um, not. And you Nate know, Lowe's uh, still. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, Nate, you know, on the Nate Lowe uh, front, Nate Lowe's one of those guys that he just keeps, you know, he keeps hitting. And uh, that's kind of like what you want to see from him to have a strong spring coming off of that strong season last year. And hopefully that uh, uh, boils over into the season and he's able to uh, um, continue being that that silver slugger caliber first baseman that they that they really need. And, and you know, we were talking about this, uh, that we had seen a, an article where he had went and worked with Francisco Lindor. Mm-hmm. And I know – I, I don't know if you are not surprised by it as I am that that's what he was yeah. doing this off season because we've talked about it since the first of the show that this guy seems mm-hmm. like he's a worker and that he works mm-hmm. hard and he's and he wants to improve his game at every corner. Yeah, and we talk about baseball IQ. I mean, Nate Lowe is really showing that he's a high IQ kind of guy, and that's not necessarily on the field right there. That's off the field, uh, knowing what he needs to work on. You know, he need, he was struggling with velocity. He went and he worked on it. You know, the, the glove has been a question, so he's out there working on it. So we, we love to see that, and I think it's a great example, too, for the rest of the players on the team, especially these young guys coming up, to see these guys that are already established but still working on their game. Uh, one more kind of tidbit before we get to the big thing that we've been advertising this entire show, but there is a little bit of a closer battle uh, going on, obviously, uh, between Hernandez – uh, Brock Burke and uh, Jose Leclerc. Uh, so, so Brock you know, Burke, all of them have looked good. Brock Burke, uh, he's probably struggled the most of the guys. He's been he's been wild. He needs to find his strike zone, and uh, I think mm. when he gets to that point, the stuff is there. Mm. Everything's bright. He's just got to keep the ball in front of his catcher and not get himself in. You know, you can't have two wild pitches in an inning and and you know not give up a run almost. You know, so. Um, overall, though, um, effectively wild in his first inning, not so much the second <laughs> inning, but he got out of things with just one run. And uh, Jonathan Hernandez was was pretty lights out today, um, four, four strikeouts over two, I believe, and yeah. um, or uh, yesterday. Yeah. I'm sorry, not today. Yes, uh, but you know those guys are uh, those guys are battling for a job. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I like all three of them. And, you know, someone brought up Will Smith, and I hadn't even really thought of him as being the closer. But to have mm-hmm. four candidates internally that have all yeah. that have all kind of proven themselves a little bit at the major league level, um, I think that's a good problem to have. And then you can't forget that Barlow was once a closer. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, so they've got options on that backside of the bullpen and on that winning side of the bullpen. And, you know, uh, uh, no guarantees. I mean, like we were talking about Dominic Leone or Dominic Leone, Ian Kennedy, and Jacob Barnes have all made a case to make this baseball team. And so yep. we're just going to have to kind of see, you know, uh, um, once upon a time, we would have died for this much pitching. Yeah. So, yep. so to have it teasing. there and Stop teasing. non-roster Stop invites, teasing. non-roster invites me, are, are, are getting you excited. So it's Come definitely going to get you excited. When we talk about what me, what what uh, John Degrom did today, yes, is that right? Is that right, John yes. Degrom? Did I have, do I have that Johnny right? Degrom? Jake, <laughs> Jacob Degrom was uh, pretty phenomenal today. I mean, yeah, and and yes. I guarantee Let's talk you, about it. I would guarantee you that Degrom probably would tell you that he didn't have his best stuff today, but um, <laughs> his best stuff gets major league outs at at a yeah. premium, and uh, you know he. Uh, First inning, Julio Julio Rodriguez flies out. 
Um, he did give up a triple to Jared Kelnick that uh, mm-hmm. got in between right and center. And then uh, um, then with a runner on third and less than two outs, he goes out and strikes out Cal Raleigh uh, mm-hmm. and then strikes out Cooper Hummel to get himself out of that trouble. Um, yep. And then in the second inning, uh, he gets a weak ground ball from Cole Calhoun, weak ground ball from yeah. Sam Haggerty, and strikes mm-hmm. out Mike Ford swinging and uh in that third inning of work three up three down uh he did give up a a single to mason mccoy who will be able to tell his grandkids that one day he got a hit (laughs) off of jacob Degrom in a spring training game (laughs) then uh and uh, no i'm kidding mason mccoy is gonna play (laughs) kind of kidding yeah (laughs) um then he gets a, a fly out on the infield he gets uh julio rodriguez to pop out uh Adolis yep. Garcia, and then to avenge the triple, he yes. strikes out Jared Kelnick on uh, looking to finish looking. his day. And I uh, mean, I saw Listen t- here, Junior. 30, Listen 30, here, Junior. Let me show you something. <laughs> I saw 34 pitches and 28 strikes. So just like oh uh, just like we were talking about with Nathan Eovaldi, uh, Jacob DeGrom also went out and he threw strikes and he threw premium strikes and mm-hmm. we're talking fastball at 97 to 100 with mm-hmm. slider sitting at 91 and I did see mm-hmm. he got an out recorded on an 81 mile an hour curveball so he was <laughs> mixing he was mixing his pitches in there and uh, you know he's somewhere between 80 and 100 and that's uh, scary for anybody that's right. in the box with him and yeah. uh, it it was one of those moments, and as a Rangers fan, that you've been waiting for something like this. It's like seeing Darvish throw whenever he was first there, mm-hmm. but then like uptick Darvish by a couple of spots yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, so it, it just it's exciting time because over this past week we saw John Gray look fantastic. We saw mm-hmm. Nathan Eovaldi look fantastic. We saw Jake Degrom today, yesterday, look fantastic. Yeah, and then, the bullpen, uh, some uh, of the main players for this bullpen looked good. Yeah, Leclerc and um, Hernandez. Um, Hernandez looked Barlow. phenomenal. Barlow's looked good this last couple of weeks. Um, so everything's kind of shaping in form, and the Rangers are kind of hitting their stride because uh, next week at this time they'll be playing baseball at the uh, the Almighty Temple. Yeah, well, which I guess it's not the temple on... anymore, right? Like, I guess it's just Rangers ballpark or bear or something. We'll, we'll figure something Ooh. out to call it once we get that. The barn, right? Did we, did we call we it the barn? Out, the barn, yeah. When we start hanging banners from the barn, uh, it'll get a little bit more of a mystique to it. But I want to have a couple notes on Jake DeGrom, and these are totally non-statistics. These are totally just watching, watching the guy and just kind of observations. One thing is he's in shape. Like the dude, the dude is ripped. Like he's, he looks like he has in top physical condition. Not everybody looks like that. I mean, he's in great shape right now, which is a great sign to show you that he's ready for a long season. Um, You know, it's just, these are the things that kind of go under the unspoken about when you talk about a guy with amazing stuff like that, that you forget that all the other work that he's putting in, in terms of his cardio and, uh, probably his diet. I guarantee you his diet. I and mean, he's not a young spring chicken anymore. Yeah, he's 34 um, years old. So yeah, he's got he's, he's, he's got doing a, it all right. 
Yeah, you know? he's got to work that LeBron system to keep yep. himself where he needs to be, and there's a reason why those guys are where they're at. And then another one thing about him, and, and this is something I love about Max Scherzer, you know, these, these big-time uh, horse, you know, ace pitchers, they're scary dudes, man. I mean, they're not they're not for the the faint at heart kind of people, and yeah. he's got a look in his face, man. When he's out there, like he looks like he's ready to kill somebody, man. And I yeah, love he's that. a fierce competitor. Yeah, yes. and and you love the fierce competitor guys, and and the and those guys are those dudes that tend to hang around a long time, like Scherzer, Van, Verlander, Verlander, Wainwright, yeah. guys like mm-hmm. that. I mean, you got to think that those dudes have been through battles that that. Uh, you know they they'd uh, they'd run us of of a weaker man off, right, right. I mean, you just think about how the effect that this has having guys like this, you know, pitching every day, and what kind of example it sets uh, for all this young talent that's coming up. These guys are setting the bar so high, and this is what we need as an organization because a lot of times you think, well, why aren't these prospects developing? Well, you got to learn, and it's not just coaching. You learn from the players that you play around. And, you know, when a team is rebuilding and totally tearing down their roster, and you don't have any veterans really uh, to, to kind of model your, your, your patterns and model your, model your uh, warm-up routines and your workouts and, you know, all of those things. You don't have any of these all-star Cy Young guys to model after. Having guys like this around is not just good for winning; it's good it's, for the development of it's the players. Good. It's good for those young guys to see the consistency that these guys carry with them everywhere they go to be successful, and that's right. kind of like the the undertones of what I think Jacob Degrom and Nathan Eovaldi mm-hmm. and uh, Martin Perez, John Gray, those guys yeah. carry themselves, and Andrew Heaney and Jake Odorizzi. Mm-hmm. When I when I was at spring training. Jake Odorizzi, you could tell that dude was a total pro. He was a leader with the young guys. He was doing everything they were doing, working with them, making sure that they were doing the same things that he that he was doing. And if they were, you know, if they needed help, he was right there with the coach to help. So, you know, that's another leader. And, and you know, I mean, as much as we moan about him and groan about him, you know, Brad Miller's a veteran baseball player that's been doing this a yeah. lot of years. And guys that are coming up and guys that – um, are trying to get jobs in the big leagues, they can look at him and say, hey, this is a guy that keeps making money in the big leagues, and there's a reason for it. And mm-hmm. it's because he's a professional and he's a, uh, you know, he, he offers something to the table every time he goes out there. And, and whether we like it or not, and whether we like him or not, it doesn't change mm-hmm. the fact that he's a pro ball player that takes his job very seriously and and is out there right now helping these young guys get to that level that he was at at one point in his career and that he strives to be at still in his career. Right. And, and I mean, just think about like the, what what uh, with with uh, Jake DeGrom, just think about like he came in with a guy like Bartolo Colon uh, on that staff. You know, I mean, just imagine mm-hmm. having that guy to, to to learn from while you're coming up. I mean, it's important to have that kind of uh, those kind of uh, mentors and people to kind of pattern your stuff after, um, you know, he, he that's just I think those things are relevant. I think it's important. Right. And, you know, like Martin Perez coming up with mm-hmm. the Derek Hollins and Colby Lewis's and, and those veteran guys, Matt Harrison. And there were veteran guys that he came up with, too, that he learned a lot from there and going to Boston and working with Chris Sale and 
You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, so Martin Perez is one of those veteran guys that's been around and been along, you know, been around this game for a long time. And, and you expect for him to be, you know, you expect last year to not be a, an anomaly. You expect that to mm-hmm. be who Martin Perez is this year. Right. And that's what we're definitely hoping for. So a lot of exciting things to uh, talk about, like over the weekend. What a great weekend to be a Rangers and, fan. And we kind of ran out of time to talk about the semifinal game yesterday. So we'll talk about mm-hmm. that more tomorrow in the USA yeah. and uh, yep. Who, yep. who's going to play in the final with them, yep. uh, you know, so yeah. we'll yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll go from yeah. there. Uh, yeah, so. we'll, we'll have a we'll do a little WBC tomorrow just to make sure that we uh, just kind of keep you up with the, what's going on around the league. Obviously, it's still big news. And obviously, after that amazing game on Saturday, uh, you know, it, it's it's so good for the base for the for the uh, for the uh, the game of baseball. And obviously, you know, Team USA running away uh, with uh, with it. Uh, yeah, a couple of Cuba wins yesterday. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So a couple of wins uh, yesterday. We'll, so we'll talk about uh, J- Japan, Mexico and who the U.S. will play in that final yep and a yep. little more Absolutely. about the cuba usa game from yep. The, yep. from last night yep we'll talk a little bit about it but uh bro you got any anything i broed you uh you got anything, uh, brother you got anything bro, else you bro. want to talk about uh, before we get out of here <laughs> no nah, uh real quick i was gonna i was gonna let you know that dane dunning is going to get the ball tomorrow mm. or to the, today on yep. monday uh and we're we need another big start from him and and uh, him continuing, hopefully he can go five, six innings uh, t- yeah. today. Yeah, we'd love to hope, hope – we're hoping for big things from him because we're going to need him. Uh, Absolutely. So that's all we got. Yeah, that's all we got. So uh, you guys uh, keep up with the game today. Uh, we're pulling Rangers. Hopefully we see a good start from, from Dane Dunning. Um, so thanks, everybody, for tuning in. This is Texas Rangers with the boys, your daily podcast by a couple of Texas Ranger fans that uh, used to, or that are pro wrestlers. I, I don't know if I'm getting that right or not, but we love the Rangers and we love baseball and we are the boys. Catch us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, text, uh, TX Rangers WTB, and catch us online at TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We are signing out.